Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello everyone and welcome along to the Liverpool Echoes Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel with me, your host Patrick Smith. At this point, if you don't laugh, you'll cry as Liverpool continue to amaze us this season with how much worse they can play every match. A 3-0 hammering away at Wolves is the latest in a long line of embarrassing results this season, with the Reds once again absolutely dreadful. Stick around with us for the reactions of the Liverpool Echo's Paul Gorst, Jurgen Klopp's press conference and the thoughts of the LC fans. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool's season goes from bad to worse after they suffered yet another defeat on the road in the Premier League. 3-0 again this time at Wolverhampton Wonders who started the day in the Premier League but finished it looking like a side who were capable of, of anything pretty much given that uh, they managed to uh, convincingly roll over their visitors. Um, it was another desperate day at the office for Jürgen Klopp and his Liverpool team who have now suffered seven Premier League defeats. Um, Liverpool were at the races from start to finish and Wolves had three Early shots on goal before they took the lead in the third minute. Uh, Joel Matip restored to the side in the absence of the hamstrung Ibrahim Akanate. He managed to turn it into his own net from Pablo Sarabia's cross across the face of goal. It's hit Matip, it's hit the uh, back post and it's managed to trickle over the line despite Alison Becker's best efforts. Uh, and it only went from bad to worse for Liverpool. Craig Dawson scored on his eight Wolves debut. Liverpool fa- failed to clear the lines from a ball into the box and uh, the former West Ham man smashed past Allison to make it 2-0 after just 12 minutes. Uh, Liverpool never really threatened the response, certainly in the first half at least Darwin Nunez had a shot that was saved by Jose Sarr, but um, they went in 2-0 down at the break and um, deservedly uh, way behind to be all honest, you know, they were bullied from start to finish from the hosts who looked uh, a lot stronger, a lot fitter. And that's something that uh, sadly we've come to say against about Liverpool's opposition pretty much all season. Uh, Liverpool did uh, muster a bit of a response in the second half. They had a couple of chances. Darwin Nunes smashed one right to Jose Sarr when he probably should have found the back of the net. Mohamed Salah planted one just wide. Cody Gakpo um, on his sixth half still struggling to find his rhythm. And to be fair, you can understand that given that Liverpool is so out of sorts. Uh, right throughout the club, to be to be fair, it's a difficult task for the 40, uh, 40 million pound attacker to come in in January and um, really rise the soups, but uh, his difficulties go on. Um, Klopp brought off uh, Stefan Bacetic for Harvey Elliott. Uh, Bacetic once again, not really culpable for Liverpool's struggles, he uh, probably played as well as anyone else in red today, but uh, perhaps a mark of Liverpool's real struggles that he's played four games in a row and um, someone who's brought to the club uh, for just £200,000 a couple of years ago. An exciting prospect, of course, but shows you where Liverpool's struggles are. That um, There was no Fabinho in the squad today, but I'm waiting to hear more from Jürgen Klopp about that, whether it was just a, a dropping from the squad entirely because of poor form or whether he's carrying a knock. Um, Jordan Henderson came on 
Uh, as I say, Liverpool really struggled to put anything together and were deservedly beaten. Ruben Neves made it 3-0 in the second half after the Dama Traore had tore away down the right and uh, crossed for Neves to score. Um, Liverpool probably beaten. Um, they're now down in 10th in the Premier League at the time of recording this video. Uh, how much worse is it going to get? Well, Everton are up next at Anfield in the Premier League and after they beat Arsenal, you know, a Premier League leading Arsenal today, we may just about to be, uh, may just about to to find out. Uh, of course, Everton without a win in front of um, supporters at Anfield since uh, September 1999. They did win, of course, in the pandemic season a couple of years ago, but uh, they will cross the park with uh, more hope than they have done in uh, many a year, you suspect, and um, it could just about to be get, getting a whole lot worse for Liverpool. Where they finish now is anyone's guess, and you have to say, Certainly this once great team, a team who won every top-level trophy in between June 2019 and May 2022 have now surely disappeared over the cliff's edge and Klopp is facing up to a massive, massive rebuild. He'll need backing from the owners of Fenway Sports Group or whoever's in charge as owners by the time the summer months roll around, but there's no doubt that this Liverpool team are really uh, struggling and uh, Klopp will need to be ruthless. He'll need to make huge calls in the summer. He'll need to be backed significantly. And while that happens, Liverpool fans, unfortunately, are probably just going to have to sit through a few lean months of football. Um, they're not going to finish in the top four now, you can confidently say that, but 10 points adrift and don't look like putting together the kind of run that we've seen in the past. Um, Real Madrid to come in the Champions League, the European Cup holders, of course, and um, you know who's going to bet against Liverpool beating the 14 times European champions home and away uh, to squeeze through to the next round. So, yeah, it's a difficult season all round for Liverpool. Uh, and it could only get worse with Everton to come in next week's Merseyside Derby. It's finished here at Molyneux Wolves 3, Liverpool 0. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, very, very frustrating, very disappointed. It's um, the start into the game was horrible, absolutely horrible. It was the opposite of what we wanted to do. First 12 minutes, 2 0 down um, is absolutely it's never helpful, but especially in our situation, it's absolutely not allowed to happen. Not for being passive, not for doing what we did in these moments. Um, so we saw obviously different games today, all in one. First 12 minutes, then an okay away performance where, yeah, we created, we were there, that was absolutely okay, but then, then we started extremely well in the second half, that's the, 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 the next, I don't know exactly, 25, 30 minutes in the second half for the first of them. Uh, was brilliant, was a super away game without scoring. Um, yeah, and then they scored the, the third goal from a counter-attack and the rest is then getting it over the line, pretty much. Um, yeah, we all cost, we cost that misery uh, with the first 12 minutes. And you can ask me if I can explain it, I can, it's now 10, 15 minutes after the game, still not, it's not, that is not, cannot happen, cannot, did, I know. but.
um, that's really tough to swallow. Do you think in sorry, I was going to say, just that has been a theme throughout the season, starting so slowly. Do you, I know you said you can't explain it, but is it, is it a men, do you think it is a mentality thing? Is it, does it make you look at how you prepare for games, the fact that they can then start a game so slowly when you've had a whole week on the training field? It's very difficult to talk to you, but if I'm 100% honest, I would prefer not to do that. You know why? For all the things you wrote, so if somebody else wants to ask that question, then I answer it. Yeah, and if ask not, it you ask it. And then I, can you say it again, please? Uh, yeah, just uh, it looks like the team has been starting slowly all season. Well, what's the reason behind that? Yeah, that's true. We had that. We had that subject through the through the. Um, um, in the first part of the season, now not so much uh, anymore. But today, it was, uh, if you want, uh, the pinnacle of, of our problems because in a game like this, it's it's absolutely not allowed. But um, and I, you can you can um, criticize, you can judge us, you can say whatever you want, and you are probably right. I, 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 I have nothing to say against that because these 12 minutes are not allowed. Coming here with all the things we did in the last in the last few. Um, days um, and during the, the whole season so far, what, and what we want, and then you arrive here, and this is the outcome. That's really hard to take, I have to say. So, I don't think we had other we had other games did this with the early with the conceding early goals that we we have that since the last season. So it was now not that much anymore. But when we, we didn't win games, so it's pretty likely that you lose uh, when you lose games that you concede the first one. Um, but again. These 12 minutes were the worst for a while. Jürgen, yeah, yeah. do you think, it, I mean, obviously this was a bad day at the office. Is it more than that, though, given the your form since the end of the, since just... It's, it's, really, it's, really, it's really difficult to, 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 to summarise, if you want, because, again, so it, the team is not full of confidence, you can see that. First 12 minutes were obvious, but it about, was about defending, it was about being compact, it was about being active. Do you need a lot of confidence for that? I, I'm, I'm not so sure. So um, put the body between yourself and the, uh, uh, between the ball and the opponent, whatever. These kind of block the ball, these kind of things. Um, avoid the cross. That, that's we saw Stefan Bacci obviously full of confidence. So he plays football for 19 or as long as we kept him on the pitch. All the other started a bit different, um, but second half with low confidence level. Playing this kind of game, I think nobody would have been surprised if we score here that we score once and twice. So, and then let's have a look at the game. I know it's hypothetical, 100%, but that was possible. So, um, we caused the problems ourselves. So, how can that happen? We cannot. We cannot. Always, I cannot always cover things with. Um, uh, um, it's a, it was obvious. We do it in public. That's why everybody can see. It. Sorry to interrupt. Are you, no problem. Are, are you concerned at this stage? But I get this question. Unfortunately, some you ask me that too often. How can I? How no, not you, but in general, how can I not be concerned? I cannot sit here and think, oh no, that's all okay. We did well, but well, it's football. It's not. Um, and I got now asked a question outside if it's um, uh, because of last season, 63 games, blah blah blah, stuff like this. Yes, definitely. We have to. We have to say. Meanwhile, it's clear. That has had influenced the, the first part of the season, but how long do we want to suffer of that? So how long? So it's now the second part of the season. If, if on my watch is February, um, we had a full week to prepare. 
we have another eight, nine days to prepare the next game. So, and then we are fit. We are now there. That might have been the problem early in the season. Of course, then injuries all of clear. But for today, this the first five minutes has not allowed. I have to say that. But if we did it anyway, that's true. And um, that's the outcome. So then after that, you can see. This is not a 3-0 like you would say a 3-0 looks. So they say, okay, Wolves were clear better side and um, um, Liverpool had no chance. No, we were. Wolves was a clear better side for 12 minutes and maybe the last 10 when they were 3-0 up and then they could, the ball was then their friend again. But in between, we were really in the game and especially in the second half, we put them massively under pressure against a team full of confidence now because being 2-0 up and full of unhappy momentum. So that's what we can do as well. But then we don't finish the situations off, which is not helpful, obviously. And that's why we lost three now. You said the players have lost a bit of confidence. Have you lost any confidence in them? They're still top players. You've done an awful lot for you. But are you are you starting to lose your belief in certain members of the team or the team itself? No, what do we mean with losing confidence? I, I, I don't think they are the best in the moment. And do I like that? No. But as you know, how good they are and can, can be. But football is not, and life is not like this. You know, we, we are not every day, and it's not because of him, him, him. So these things happen because we we, we cannot help ourselves in this moment. And how can you get in a situation? Of course, like seven, eight players had nothing to do with the first goal. The other seven, eight players had nothing to do with the second goal. But anyway, but everybody's influenced by it. So this, this other, these other situations we have, we have to we have to go through. I I don't lose. I mean, Confidence in the boys or whatever. So, but I see um, well, where we have to improve, and um, that's what we what we are working on. And again, it makes this so typical of the situation. So, so the start is horrible, and then it's normal, and then it's great. But okay, without finishing, I get that. That we, but playing here nil nil like we would have played the whole game like the, the the thirty minutes in the second half. Would have loved to see then the result. But we, we at the moment it's always if if if. So and I cannot hear it anymore. But it's still the situation. Can you just check Fabinho? Was it was an injury? Was he was not in the squad today, or he was ill. Confidence is such a fragile thing, and we've seen it before in football many times. You would have seen it. I mean, you can shout at them, you can praise them. How do you how do you turn it around? How do you get not in press conferences. <laughs> so that doesn't help, obviously. So that's why. Um, I, you know my job. I know my job. My job is not to explain how here how I can build up my team. I will be judged by. Will get judged by that from you, um, and that's fine. Um, but let me say it like this: for today, it was not good enough what I did. And you're, do you have confidence in your own ability to turn it around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's crushing defeat by Wolves at Molyneux. I had convinced myself earlier in the day by looking at the table that we still had a pretty good chance of qualifying for the Champions League. And then we kicked off 
and uh, inevitably we went behind. To go too behind in such a short space of time felt really, uh, you know, it was a blow, it was a body blow. But there's still plenty of time for the old Liverpool to get back into this one, isn't there? Of course, as time went on, that became less and less feasible. What a start we had to the second half, though. Not only did we start well, but we actually maintained that intensity, um, that vibrant energy that we've seen from Liverpool sides in recent seasons. And it looked good. I actually started enjoying it. I'm watching this game in, in Sydney, so the time now is... 4.05 a.m. And, you know, I was, again, nodding off in the first half, so poor were we. But there was no difficulty in staying awake in the second half because we looked good. We looked as if we wanted the ball. We wanted to do something with it. Everybody had an energy about them. There was a sudden zest. Whatever Jürgen had said or done at half time clearly worked. But, of course, you, you can't maintain that intensity forever and when you fail to put the ball away as we as we did so you know I mean it was we were miserable in front of goal today um, I say miserable we, we, we didn't finish and we had enough chances by the way we had 22 chances compared to Wolves 12 that's shots on goal on target and off target and, you know, we never really looked like scoring. Mo Salah missed a bunch. Nunez missed a bunch. None of these misses were criminal. But, you know, we have not garnered the success that we have over the past few years by just failing to be criminal. We've, we've, we've had so much success by being success, by being exceptional. And we're, we're no longer exceptional. Uh, in front of goal and, and certainly not defensively either. Um, and I think, you know, being 0 for 22 in terms of goals from chances that we've had, perhaps we can see now why why Jürgen was so keen to see what Cody Gakpo was made of in that central role and, and why he, he played um, everybody else around him when... They were clearly out of position. He relented today and, and did what I think we all wanted him to do and it didn't work, did it? It didn't work. We can't score goals. I mean, I think Andy Robertson isn't a captain. Just look at his body language in the tunnel. He's He wants to be captain, I'm quite sure of that. But, you know, he doesn't present the, the kind of a, appearance of invincibility that like a Graham Souness has in years gone by and a Jordan Henderson has in, in more recent times. Um, but, you know, he's not, a, he's not our problem, or at least him being a captain when all of our other captains are either unhealthy or unable to make the starting eleven. This is not our biggest problem by a long way. How a, a world-class team the best team in the world can sink so low in such a fairly short space of time with pretty much the same players is becoming a, a mystery that I think is, is difficult to solve. Yes, we lost Genie Wijnaldum. That was a big loss, I think, 
but that's gone. And he wasn't there last year when we almost won the quadruple. We've lost Sadio Mane, but you know, losing one man that can't be that can't be the reason, can it? Um, we won't qualify for the Champions League now. Quite clearly, you know, even with <laughs> even if we had last year's level of performance, making up ten points would be would be tough. We probably could do it with last year's team, but we just don't have we just don't have the the level of performance this year to make up that gap anymore. And as I said before, you know, I asked the question, why would Jude Bellingham join us now? And I, I don't think he will. Unless there's unless there has been some kind of agreement made behind behind the scenes and he's already committed. I, I don't see why he would choose us over Real Madrid. Unless we can pull out something special against Real Madrid in the Champions League, but do any of us really expect that to happen now? This is uh, beyond depressing. And I'm starting to think that it's not just a question of getting through this season and then recovering as we did you know, uh, a few seasons ago when we had that awful season, that was clearly caused by injuries to key players in key positions. Yes, we've had injury difficulties this year, but not quite as brutal. Um, we have a squad of players who should be able to cope with those injuries, but they're not coping. And therefore, they're, they're not the players we thought we were. And as, as good a season as... Harvey Elliott has had. Is he as good as, you know, the players that the best teams in the country are putting on the field now? This is not Harvey Elliott's fault. He's he's probably been our player of the year. But um, that itself says a lot. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. So another really disappointing results and performance for Liverpool at Wolves, and nothing that we haven't seen over the last few weeks. At this moment in time, Wolves are the better organised team, better coached team, better with and without the ball, and they have considerably better players playing in better, in better form, if you like. So no real surprise. However, what I must say about Liverpool at this moment in time is that I don't think I can remember a drop-off of a team in all aspects of the game, like I have seen from Liverpool, from the, the heights that they were last season in comparison of where they where they nearly reached and obviously the points they accumulated in the league, all them kind of things. And obviously the consistency that they've had over the last few years, which let's not forget at this moment in time, Liverpool's players have been absolutely fantastic. The manager has produced a level of elite coaching, which is always been made Liverpool more than the sum of the parts, even though they've had fantastic players. And you could not get a more unrecognisable team right now. Because I think what a level of success affords you over a number of years is that you normally build up a fantastic group of players with an excellent mentality who, even if they were to suffer a run of poor results or a period or a season in which they were below par would always be there or thereabouts because they have a foundation 
and they have a level of ability within the squad, which means that even if they encounter difficulties in some games, they will normally still come on the right side, out on the right side of the result. And regardless, as I say, of poor form, you normally see the underlying numbers reflect that they are still an excellent group of players and an excellent manager. And that is not the case with Liverpool right now. If you look at the most disturbing thing for me, for me about Liverpool at the moment is that in every underlying metric, they are average. And in some, worse than average. So if you look at possession, it's shared almost equally between the team they are in direct opposition against. At the start of the season, even though they weren't coming out on the right side of the results, they were still creating an amount of chances which puts them high in the, the XG in comparison to the other teams in the league. I think they were around second or third. That's gone. Liverpool now create less chances than the opposition that they play against within the game. And the big chances they are given up. I mean, I'd have to look at the numbers, but they were rank bottom of the of the league or there or thereabouts. So when you factor in that Liverpool aren't able to dominate possession, they aren't able to create more chances than the team they play against, and they're likely to give up more chances than the team they play against. That is a, a really worrying concoction, and one that you can scarcely believe has happened to Liverpool, because, as I've mentioned before, what the manager has done with Liverpool tactically, with and without the ball, has been an elite level of coaching. And for them to fall off to such an extent now, where they are an average team, not just in the position that they occupy in the league, but in every game that they play, it's just, for me, it's unheard of. Because they still have the same players, roughly, on the field of play. I know they've had injuries, which obviously has to be factored in. Injuries deprive, when you're deprived of your best players, obviously have an impact. But Liverpool have the core of what you would have considered their team throughout the last few years still mostly available to play. So there can't be any any excuses. There really can't. And like I say, I look at the manager on the touchline and he looks like to me he doesn't know how to fix the problems. Well, I think it's playing out in front of our own eyes, but I think he's just exasperated by what, what he's seeing. I think he's tried to, to tweak things tactically. He's trying to change the press instructor. Structure, sorry, he's tried to play, change the formation of the side throughout this season. There's been lots of tweaks that he's tried to make in terms of different personnel and players playing in different areas, and none of it's worked. And if anything, it's actually getting worse because I highlighted that Liverpool were still creating more chances than most of the opposition they played earlier on the season. Another aspect which you could sort of look at as a positive in the early part of the season was although Liverpool were giving up massively massive chances, they weren't conceding or looking like they were going to concede from set plays. That's even gone. Liverpool are now vulnerable at set plays. Every single underlying metric which you can rate Liverpool at at the moment is so, so poor and getting worse. And by the way, they've had a mid-season break to try and address some of these issues as well. And I think the worry for me is, I always believe this in football, you're never as far away as you think and you're never as good as you think. So Manchester United is an example of this this season aren't they so you know they look like they're going to finish in the top four this season by changing a manager bringing in a few 
talented players, and all of a sudden they're back up there. So it's not an insurmountable or groundbreaking statement to say that Liverpool could be back in contention next season for the, the top four. Of course not. I mean, what a few signings does normally, elite players coming into the side in different positions, affords you the opportunity to climb up the league because, like I say, ultimately in football, sometimes the, the phrase you're only as good as your players may not be so true, but it, it, it goes a long way to, to making you secure a, a spot higher up the division. But I think the confidence that could be decimated from this, you wonder that it could linger. I mean, like any, any workplace, never mind if it's in football or wherever you are, when you're listening to the same messages all the time from the same leader, I always believe that's okay if there's a, a, a brilliant confidence in, in them messages and a real belief. And Liverpool have had, had that in abundance. They've had no reason to doubt the manager. All the methods of work, the, the players have been littered with X amount of trophies to the cabinet. But this will be stinging at the moment and, and there will be doubts creeping in in Liverpool's squad. There'll be players who are unsettled. There'll be players who are unhappy about being left out. The equilibrium of the hierarchy system with Liverpool so often being able to, to call on the same players and the manager being able to have faith in the same players. And more than that, there'll be doubts about what the actual messages are coming from that coaching staff and that manager. Because regardless of how much they've won, this looks the worst coach team in the Premier League at the moment. And, and everyone's culpable of that. The players are culpable, the backroom staff, the manager, everyone. And I don't think that just goes away overnight. I don't think you fl flick a switch and suddenly Liverpool are back competing and back to the level of organisation which meant that they could compete. So regardless if they bring in new players, yeah, I, I am worried and I'm getting more worried by as the weeks go on. And the manager's expression and the fact that you're seeing the same level of performance and the same outcomes every week regardless of the changes just make it even more concerning really and that's the biggest thing for me you can be a team who an elite team who are going through a poor period but still the quality allows them to be competitive but this isn't just that this this is this is more than that it's it's the underlying metrics tell you that liverpool are now an average team and you don't get that back overnight. You can never run from the numbers. And the numbers all point to a, a real, real mess. And I can't quite believe how it got here. I still can't believe that I'm having a, a conversation where I'm relaying this after the last few years of Liverpool. But that's the reality. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.